0: Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects, and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. So, welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. This is episode 11, and this week, I'm talking all about thinking routines that foster perspective taking. So during this episode, I'm going to talk about what perspective taking is and how it can be encouraged. I'm also going to talk about why it's important and why it matters. And then afterwards, I'm going to share four thinking routines with you that will help to encourage and foster perspective taking. So let's dive into the show and let's first take a look at what is perspective-taking exactly. So perspective-taking is the ability to take another person's point of view. It's about seeing a situation or understanding a concept from an alternate viewpoint, such as that of someone else. So it's about examining things from different perspectives to also look for bias, but also to develop a more balanced take on issues, ideas, and events. Now, empathy, which is our ability to recognise, feel, and respond to the needs and suffering of other people, is often the result of perspective taking. And another hidden point about perspective taking that it's also about understanding and valuing your own perspective knowing yourself is a really necessary step towards developing the ability to detect other people's viewpoints particularly those viewpoints that might be different from your own And artworks and objects are great at helping people consider multiple solutions to a problem and to look at situations from multiple perspectives. And perspective-taking is a skill that needs to be encouraged, particularly in children. And according to Ellen Galinsky in her book Mind in the Making, perspective-taking involves several distinct social-emotional intellectual skills, such as... Working memory, so remembering how others might respond. Inhibitory control, so it actually involves inhibiting our own thoughts so that we can understand the perspectives of others. Cognitive flexibility, so the ability to view situations in different ways. And finally, reflection, which involves considering the thoughts and feelings of others. So in other words, your brain has to work quite hard and it has to work in the opposite direction of all that it's hardwired to do. And your brain is hardwired to place you at the centre of everything. It gives everyone else supporting roles, places us as the hero, which is why we naturally refer to our own experiences, our own opinions, our own perspectives as a starting point. So engaging in perspective taking means moving away from this starting point in order to understand others. So it's not an easy process and it does require some hard work on the part of the brain. But the good news is that like like most things, it gets easier with practice and our perspective taking skills do improve. So why does it matter? Well, Empathy and perspective-taking are often poorly defined, poorly understood, and they're rarely taught. So I think that we can address that gap through engaging discussions with art and objects and ideas. And as facilitators and educators, we can create a safe space to explore other points of view, other cultures and histories. I think also by putting people close to other people's experiences and the objects from their cultures and their stories, we can awaken participants to different realities and multiple perspectives. And in order to work effectively with people, it's really important to engage in perspective taking. We need to be able to understand how someone else might see the world, to be able to communicate effectively, to be able to work together and to show empathy. So as adults, perspective taking is a crucial skill for all types of relationships, both professional and personal And finally, I believe we have a responsibility to encourage perspective taking. And in doing so, we might serve our audiences better, but also model a kinder society. So now that we know what perspective taking is and how it must be encouraged, we know why it's important as well. So how can we foster the skill of perspective taking? So we can use thinking routines. Um, thinking routines that are specifically designed to foster this disposition. And today I'm going to introduce you to four different thinking routines that you can use to foster this skill, either as an individual or with groups. So the first thinking routine is called Step Inside. And we actually covered Step Inside in episode six. So do go back and listen to that one if you haven't already, which was all about the six essential thinking routines you need in your repertoire. Now, Step Inside is a wonderful routine, that I return to time and time again. I've used it hundreds of times with a variety of images, objects, situations, or things to invite perspective taking and imagine things differently. It asks you very simply to imagine yourself in the shoes of the person or object that you're looking at and to think about what that person might perceive, know and care about. It's a really great routine to pair with an observation thinking routine first and I think this is important so that you see and notice all the details in an image before you step inside. It also helps to warm up the group as well so that they find the questions slightly less complicated. I think step inside works really well with portraits, self-portraits, group portraits, and it also works well with objects too. So the second thinking routine I want to share with you is called step in, step out, step back. So I like to think of this thinking routine as a sister routine to step inside. And step in, step out, step back takes step inside, one step further, and ask three different questions. So the first question is the stepping in part. That's uh, the part where we ask the question, what do you think this person might feel, believe, know, or experience? The second question is the step out. And it asks, what would you like or need to learn to understand this person's perspective better. And the final question is step back. What do you notice about your own perspective and what it means to take somebody else's? So this routine invites you to take other people's perspectives: so religious, linguistic, cultural, class, generational and so on, But at the same time, it also acknowledges that understanding other people's perspectives is revealing, but also quite challenging, as we discussed at the start of this episode. So when you're about to use this thinking routine, you should choose a person or agent in the material you're examining. And you can choose an image, an object, a video, historical event, uh, a news article, Anything will work with this routine. And as an aside, I think it's worth ensuring with this routine and the one before Step Inside that you have enough information at the start to be able to work with the thinking routine without having to create a fictional character. So if you're working with a painting, object, or photograph in a gallery on your own, for example, then the wall label might provide enough basic information to start this discussion in your head. If you're with a group and you're the leader, you're the facilitator, you want to be able to share enough information to get the group started in their discussions. So you need to think very carefully about what is relevant, to the discussion they will be having and share a small amount of information so that they can start working with this routine. And the first step, what do you think this person might feel, believe, know or experience, is quite imaginative and speculative in nature. And I think you can choose to discuss one or all of the verbs in the question. You might want to focus more on feel or believe or know or experience. Or if you're working in a group, you could each have one to think about, or you could just focus on one or two of these words. The second question, what would you like or need to learn to understand this person's perspective better, invites you to wonder about what else you need to know to understand someone and get a broader perspective. So you could use this opportunity to actually look back at your first answers and observe them. Was there any stereotypical thinking? Did you have any stereotypes in your initial thinking? And I think what's interesting about this routine is that as you progress through the steps, it becomes really clear that there's more to understanding another person or perspective than first impressions. You really need to go a lot deeper. And the last question asks you to think in sort of a more broad way about perspective taking, about what things shape our perspectives about a person or event and what we can do to better understand people's perspectives. So it's a really great routine and I highly recommend you try it out. My third recommendation is a thinking routine called point of view. And point of view is an early global thinking routine that was developed for a project in Project Zero called Project Zero Connect. And the first question of this routine asks you to identify various actors in the situation. So if you're in a group situation, it's a good idea for the group to identify all the stakeholders or different perspectives that are involved. So if you're looking at an image, think about all the different perspectives that you might see in this image. And then you can choose various points of view that you would like to investigate further. So, you could, the second question asks, How does he or she feel, think, or act? So, you could choose one or two of those perspectives and then think about how they might feel, think, or act. The next question asks you to think about why he or she might think that way. So this is really asking you to look at whether there's any cultural values or social relations or personal views of themselves or anything that may shape their perspective in the situation you're looking at. And the final question, quite similar to step in, step out, step back, asks you to think about what else you might need to find out. So this is a really useful step in thinking about the limitations of your own interpretation and the remaining questions that you could still investigate. So I've really enjoyed using point of view. It's part of my VTMO course. I use it quite often with photography, historical photography, photojournalism. And I really enjoy doing this routine and including the perspective of the photographer in the list of actors in the situation too. Now the final thinking routine I'm going to share today is called circle of viewpoints and this routine helps you to see and explore different perspectives and to understand that different people can have different kinds of connections to the same thing and these different connections influence what people see and what people think. And crucially, this thinking routine actually asks you to forget your own point of view and to look for arguments for a given one. So it promotes understanding for other ways of thinking and skills to form compelling arguments. So again, you can use this thinking routine with a painting, a photograph or an object and choose something that invites participants to look at it from different viewpoints. You could also use multiple images of the same object and this will help you to think about perspective taking. It's a good starting point. Or you could stand around an object and you could have people describing it from their different physical points of view. So there's lots of ways that you could set this up. And this routine, Circular Viewpoints, starts by asking you to brainstorm a list of different perspectives that you can see, perhaps in an image, for example. And once you have a list, everyone in the group has the opportunity to choose one perspective and to explore it further using any or all of some suggested sentence starters. And these sentence starters are three different questions, three different sort of sentences that ask you to think about the topic from the viewpoint of the character that you've chosen. So the first sentence starter asks you to think about the image from your chosen viewpoint the second invites you to be an actor and take on the character of your viewpoint. So for example, what does that person think about the event? What do they think about the situation? What's that person's interest? What do they believe? What do they hold to be true? What do they feel or care about? And the third and final sentence starter asks you, to ask a question from this viewpoint or perspective. So for this one, you really need to think about what your person, your perspective might be curious about. What might this person be wondering? And this routine works really well with topics and artworks that deal with complex issues. And it also works really well when people are having trouble seeing beyond black and white, beyond two sides to an issue or a story. And it can be used at the beginning of a subject, after reading a book or seeing a film perhaps. Um, And it's really interesting for controversial or complex topics. So that's four thinking routines that you can use with art and objects to explore perspectives. That's step inside, step in, step out, step back, point of view and circle of viewpoints. So I'd love to know which one are you going to try out? Do let me know. I'd love to hear. You can get in contact with me um, via Instagram. I'm on Instagram most days at Thinking Museum. So just let me know which one you're going to give a go to. And I'll see you next time on the Art Engager podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bam. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com and you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.